0: You ready? Now, let's go to the auto value bumper-to-bumper parts studio with the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It
1: is time to begin another statewide journey together on the only syndicated afternoon. Sports radio show in the state, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to net. Superfly Hayes, one of the best in the business, is our executive producer. Encouraging news coming out of the University of Cincinnati Medical Center with Damar Hamlin. Uh, he's communicating by writing. Uh, he's awake. Still being assisted, not totally breathing on his own by the ventilator, but the doctors seem borderline ecstatic over what they're seeing right now, which is incredible news. And and I think the positive news from the University of Cincinnati and shared by the Buffalo Bills is good for that team, good for the Bengals. Good, obviously, first and foremost, good for DeMar. Great for DeMar and his family. And it's created the ability to kind of move forward now. Reports say that the Bills-Bengals game most likely will not be played. Players don't want to do it. There's no good fit into the schedule. So now... And I'm reading from Pro Football Talk. Uh, the best bad solution in this regard would be to play the NFC wildcard round and Bills Bengals next weekend with the AFC Wild Card being played the next weekend. This would wipe out the week between the conference championships and the Super Bowl. Uh, I talked about that yesterday. Uh, that's out the door. So it looks like the game won't be played. That's what the AP is saying. They won't resume it. So now, the seeding for the AFC playoffs without the Bills-Bengals. Winning percentage becomes the most obvious method, but there are concerns about equity, given that the winner of the Bills-Bengals game would have been in position to be one of the top AFC seeds. They're talking about this possibility, which is interesting. Add an eighth team to the playoff field in the AFC This would eliminate the buy for the number one seed based on what happens this weekend, and that would be Kansas City, Cincinnati, or Buffalo. And then to ensure competitive balance, there would have to be eight teams in the NFC too. The NFL Players Association, their union, would have to agree to a temporary expansion of the playoff field. Discussions are also continuing on the possibility of making the AFC Championship game a neutral site game by not resuming the Bills and the Bengals. Make it a neutral site game so you're not awarding Kansas City home field advantage because of the DeMar Hamlin story, which I think is a smart move. I really do. And then they talk about it, pro football talk. Problem with this is that what if it's another team that's a lower seed, not the Bills, Bengals, or Chiefs, that gets to the AFC championship game? Then you don't need the neutral site. So a decision uh, needs to be made, and you got a lot of moving parts. You got the 32 NFL owners, you have. The NFL office in Manhattan. You have the NFL Players Association. And I believe they're going to the Bills on what do you want to do? And the Bengals, who were a part of it Monday in Cincinnati. I like adding the eighth playoff team and take away the home field advantage or the week off, right? You know, you're not home field advantage would still be for the four uh higher seeds and wild cards can't get a home game unless everyone else is eliminated. Now what's interesting, if you think about the Lions, oh hey, they, they added an eighth team. That doesn't that doesn't help the Lions. Because if Seattle wins against the Rams on Sunday, they have the tiebreaker with the Lions, even if they would beat Green Bay. But Green Bay then loses as 8-9. The Lions could be that eighth team at 9-8, and eight, tied with Seattle at 9-8. and eight. So maybe there is a way that that eighth added team would help the Lions, even with Seattle winning. It would really make that game Sunday night a winner-take-all guaranteed for television if they expanded to an eighth playoff team. Because there's no one else the Lions would be in that tiebreaker with Seattle. Seattle has that tiebreaker. So to explain it in layman's terms, Seattle beats the Rams in that 4 o'clock game Sunday. They're 9-8. and Lions under the 7-team format are eliminated. Packers still have a shot Sunday night to beat the Lions. And they would be the seventh team and Seattle would be out. But if the Packers win and Seattle wins, Seattle at 9-8 and eight would be that 8th team if it's added to balance the AFC and the NFC at 9-8. and eight. Because the Lions, with the loss, would be 8-9 finishing the season. But if the 8th team is added, the NFL is creating a guaranteed winner makes the playoffs with the Packers-Lions on Sunday. Guaranteeing it. Lions, Seattle wins. Lions win. Lions would be the eighth bonus playoff team added. Hmm. I don't know if they're going to, you know, it's interesting because I, I do believe this news now is starting to come out. And the NFL, once they hear that, Demar Hamlin is communicating with family through notes. He's alert. He's still in intensive care. But there's there is remarkable progress, is what you're hearing from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center in Southern Ohio. So now the NFL is trying to figure this out as soon as they can. So I'm like... I think the easiest way is adding that 8th team. I do. I really believe that is the way to do it. And take away take away the bye and there you balance a field with the Bills Chiefs and Bengals but you had to add the 8th team in the NFL NFC for competitive balance cuz you didn't want the one seed getting a bye which If there was a team right now where it looked like the Eagles a couple weeks ago was going to run away with the one seed, they'd be complaining. But I don't think teams are going to complain because you're doing this thinking of DeMar Hamlin. So all these teams may have to make some sacrifices on what would be a normal playoff bracket or schedule. But you're doing it because of what happened this past Monday night. And I think the NFLPA... And I believe most of the teams, what people say privately, who knows? And I'm talking about NFL owners or the NFL PA. So they're hoping to have a decision. I would think by tonight you're going to get uh, where they're going on this. I mean, I'm hearing uh, from reports that he even asked the doctors who won Monday night. So that's cool. Remarkable improvement. That is fantastic. But still in critical condition in intensive care. And just trying to get back healthy day to day, but considering it's Thursday afternoon and it happened Monday night, that is great news. And then you get the business side of football and what the NFL will do. Also from college basketball, uh, Chris Beard has been fired by Texas after that domestic violence incident and allegations of strangling a woman. Uh, He has been fired awaiting that felony charge which sits, which sits with a Texas prosecutor. And he was suspended without pay prior to being fired. Nearly a month after he was arrested on a third degree felony assault charge for allegedly strangling, biting, and assaulting his fiancee in their home. The University of Texas is parted ways with Chris Beard. He was fired for cause, sources told CBS Sports, and won't be entitled to any salary or buyout money from his seven-year, $35 million contract. He was suspended without pay on December 12th. He had not been allowed around the team since that date. Now, Randy True, Beard's fiance told police the night of the incident that Beard choked me, threw me off the bed, bit me, bruises all over my leg, throwing me around and going nuts as part of her statement in the arrest report. Eleven days later, on December 23rd, True recanted her original statement. Through her lawyer, True claimed to be the initiator of the, quote, struggle. She said Beard did not strangle her the night she called 911. In the early hours of December 12th and that she did not tell police otherwise, despite what is contained in the arrest report, True did not refute that Beard acted in self-defense that evening. Police documented visible wounds and signs of a struggle on True's body when they interviewed her on December 12th. The arrest report noted that True told Austin, Texas police, quote, I could not breathe He did it probably for like five seconds. In recanting her statement, True said, quote, it was never my intent to have him arrested or or, or prosecuted. As of today, the felony charge against Beard has not been dropped by the local district attorney's office in Austin, Texas. Beard has an emergency protective order against him until at least February 10th, 2023. The order precludes him from being within 200 yards of his home or fiance. Court date set for January 18th. Beard was hired in April of 2021 after five great seasons at Texas Tech. Interim coach Rodney Terry. I will take over in place of Beard. Wow. Man. I think was it, uh, was it Izzo that one time said on the show, nothing good happens after midnight in terms of the eyes of the public? He is innocent until proven guilty, but coaching a team isn't part of a law, and it could just be for conduct and the story and the way it's out there. And the fiancé recanting her story, that's her right. And he is innocent until proven guilty. But Chris Beard is no longer the basketball coach at the University of Texas. We do have Jeff Risden, LionsWire.com, co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. He'll join us coming up next couple segments. We'll talk Lions, Packers, NFL uh, headlines, and more. Uh, Jim Brandstatter will join us later. His thoughts on Michigan's loss to TCU. We'll hear from our friends from the Grand Rapids Gold, the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team. They're at home tonight in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena. $2 beers, $2 dogs, 6 p.m. until halftime. we we'll take it on Fort Wayne. That features former Michigan guard Eli Brooks. $2 beers, $2 dogs tonight, 6 p.m. until halftime Inside Van Andel Arena with the Grand Rapids Gold. Get your tickets right now at the Van Andel Arena box office, Ticketmaster.com. Or just search Grand Rapids Gold and follow the gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But tonight, $2 dogs and $2 beers, 6 p.m. until halftime inside Van Andel Arena. Trey from the front office with the Grand Rapids Gold. He'll join us. We'll talk hoops later. Scoop Jackson. One of the great NBA insiders in America. How about these games lately? Donovan Mitchell, 71. Luca, 60 plus. G-Man over in Milwaukee, over 50. I think 55, double nickel. Hey, how you doing? Riston was telling me, maybe he'll talk about it later. His barber in Ohio is Joey D. He wears black leather pants and he drives a vet. And has got a gold chain. Hey, how you doing, Joey D.? Hey, Joey, I never see anybody in the barbershop. Yeah, you do. On Saturdays and Sundays right before kickoff. What's your number? (laughs) Rizzy will be in the hizzy. We'll talk Lions Packers next.
0: From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Huge.
2: more for your money and kick off the new year with Meijer. Start your wellness journey with buy one, get one free vitamins or supplements. And enjoy delicious meals with deals like 80% lean ground beef for 2 dollars per pound. Taylor Farms salad chopped kids, two for $6. And Lean Cuisine or Stoker's frozen meals, just $2.48 with Empergs. Plus, pay the same low Meijer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusion Supply. See all the deals in the Meijer app.
3: We played for the thrill That rush you feel with the game on the line I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver
1: We are back on the huge show across Michigan Thursday broadcast with Superfly Hayes as our executive producer, Jeff Risden from the lionswire.com, part of the USA Today network, also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast, our latest edition, looking ahead to the Packers and the Lions on Sunday night is available on YouTube. Just search uh, Detroit Lions podcast and Jeff, what was the theme of your podcast? Can the Lions beat the Packers, obviously, first and foremost. And also,
5: can the Rams beat Seattle? Right. And the answer to both of those is maybe. Uh, it, I think it's honestly more likely that the Lions beat the Packers than the Rams beat the Seahawks. But the, the Rams, look, they, they have found something in Baker Mayfield, and they found that they can run the ball a little bit. Seattle, over the last eight weeks, has been one of the worst teams in football. Now they they have skated to a couple of wins in that point, but they're not playing good football. So it, the opportunity is certainly there. We talked about it on Monday when we when we talked that uh, you know there is an opportunity for the Lions to 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 get everything to fall their way, and it's it's right there for them. It's not going to be easy. It's going to take some luck. It's going to take some favorable bounces. It's going to take. Dedication to your game plan, um, as Dan Campbell said yesterday. Don't don't chase the cheese. Like just go in and do what we do. Don't get involved in all that stuff. Just play Detroit Lions football. And if they do that, they beat them once this year. They've won two in a row. They've won actually four of the last seven in Green Bay. It's not it's not undoable. <laughs> Golf is three and one uh, against Packers in his career, and the one loss was his last game in Los Angeles. He played well in that game. Their defense took a dive. And he played it. Didn't he just have like thumb or finger surgery, right? He did. That was that was that playoffs. Yeah, they, they lost 32 to 18. He played a very good game. Uh, they the Packers in that game went 11 for 12 on third down against that that Rams defense. That's why they lost. It wasn't Jared Goff's fault. Uh, it's it's the the narrative out there that Jared Goff can't play in the cold is very strange to me. Uh I, I've been in Northern California. I don't know if you have, but like Berkeley, like it snows there. Like he he played in it in his bowl game in college. He played in snow. Like it's not it's not uncommon for him. This isn't this isn't Vince Young coming out of Houston and never seeing snow in his life until he was 26 years old, which is that's a true story. Like th- that's not him. Like he's is he better inside? Heck yeah, he is. But the the the, the narrative that he can't play outside and in, in, in the cold is is kind of weird. But. It is what it is. Well, here's uh, from Jacob Morley, who's a Packers blogger.
1: Uh, His tweet, Jared Goff's career passer rating in games below 40 degrees. It's supposed to be 23 around kickoff Sunday night in Green Bay. 74.9 QB rating, only 10 TDs, 7 interceptions. That's his record under 40 degrees. Uh, For the season, uh, Goff, 29 TDs, 7 interceptions, Home games, twenty-three TDs, only three interceptions. Away games, only
5: six TD passes and four INTs. And that's where the game's going to lie. Can he translate what he's done at home onto the road? Didn't do it in Carolina. Didn't really do it uh, in the first Chicago game. Like there, he's, I think he's playing better now than he was. Obviously, the Carolina game gets just thrown out. That 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 would. And I'm very happy that they proved that, that game was, was an anomaly. Yeah, but right.
1: he wasn't horrible then. That was the defense and 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 the holes that were as big as any yeah. uh lanes to run through that I've ever seen in the NFL. It looked like it was a bad college defense yeah. on the
5: other side. He was also their leading rusher that day. That doesn't help him either. <laughs> he had fifteen yards rushing. That that was better than Swift and Williams did. Goff was the leading rusher in that lost
1: to Carolina. Yeah. So he wasn't horrible. You know, again, you take the, the it was exchange. It wasn't on him on the fumble yeah. uh, inside the ten. I, I I look at the game is on golf and it's on the Lions' defense. I mean, the Packers Definitely. are playing great football right now. Their defense
5: has figured out how to take the ball away. So hey, if you got, looked in
1: the NFC this side of San Francisco, Green Bay at least visually looks like the second best team right now.
5: Green Bay and Detroit are, are two of the, the the four best teams in football over the last in the NFC over the last month. That. It's it's weird that they're playing together in the last game, and it means so much. One of the big things for Green Bay and why they've turned their season around is the same reason the Lions' season turned around. Their defense started getting turnovers. Like they're not, their their stop rate on drives when they don't get a turnover is about the same as it was. They're getting three turnovers every game. When your defense is taking the ball back from the opposing offense, that makes life just so much easier. That's where that's where the Lions have been really good. Jared Goff. Has been fantastic at protecting the ball. One turnover in eight weeks. That's something's got to give. There Um, is is it the packer is is it Goff staying the way he's been, being protecting the ball while while still being aggressive and and attacking the defense, or is it the Packers' defense getting to him, getting some pressure with their front against the Lions' offensive line and and Goff panicking and and making a turnover? That that's where this game's going to be decided. Uh, The other the other side of it. Can the Lions turn the game one-dimensional on defense? Uh, obviously, it sounds weird that you don't want Aaron Rodgers to, to beat you, obviously, but Aaron Jones, when he's good, Green Bay's really good. He, he's a great running back. He does not get the respect that he deserves, I think, because somewhat because Aaron Rodgers is in the same backfield as him. When he's going, they're a really, really tough team to play because you've got to honor that run. That's when you start cheating your safeties up. That's when your linebackers are leaning forward instead of being balanced, and you can hit that little tight end flip that the Rodgers is so good at. So uh, being able to stop the run this week is going to be huge for the defense. Uh,
1: another note, uh, speaking of golf with time to throw, clean pocket from Pro Football Focus. Goss completion percentage under no pressure, 73.6%, 7th of the 32 starting NFL QBs, touchdowns with a clean pocket, 24-third out of 32 NFL QBs. NFL QB rating with a clean pocket, 115.5, second out of 32 teams, 32 QBs. Uh, Turnover-worthy play percentage, 3.1, which is seventh uh, highest of 32 QBs. So uh, you look at that number, and on the flip side, you If Green Bay gets pressure on Goff, uh, the completion percentage drops to 41.2%, 29th out of 32 QBs. And his QB rating drops to 58.026. So there's a simple formula. They have a great offensive line. They need to protect Goff, give them time to throw. They got a ton of receivers. Uh, Be able to run that football with Williams and Swift. And then, you know, even last week, Rodgers and the offense, and Watson is emerging now. He is. You know, as his go to guy. It's going to be on that Lions defense to get pressure. I'm not going to say the secondary has to step up. I think pressure will help the secondary, and the Lions need
5: a lot of heat on Rodgers. Oh, 100%. And this is where James Houston, being the rookie sack leader, uh, even though he's only played in six games, he's got eight sacks. Aiden Hutchinson, second at 7.5. Uh, They're going to have to have big games. You're going to have to have that 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 middle of the field defense, where it's Alex Anzalone, Rodrigo, uh, Derek Barnes. Hopefully, Deshaun Elliott is coming back. It sounds favorable that he's going to wind up playing, which is good. Those guys being able to make plays in both the run and the pass game is huge. And uh, they, you know, the one of the things that the Packers did the first time they played. The tight ends killed us. Wide receivers. Uh, I actually charted this at, at Lions the other day. When he threw to wide receivers, he was ten for twenty-three. Rogers was uh throwing to tight ends, nine for ten, uh, and the miss was a drop. They're they're very good at exploiting that weakness, and that has been a problem for the Lions. They're they are the worst team in the league at defending tight ends in the passing game. That's when you got to neutralize. They have been better at it lately. Alex Anzalone, until the the Carolina game, had played very very well. Of late, you're seeing that. That's why Deshaun Elliott's is coming, in. that's where Kirby Joseph stepping up is so big. But again, if you get pressure on him, that's when you can drop James Houston, and it, maybe he get maybe gets into a passing lane that Aaron Rodgers doesn't expect him to be. That's how that's how the 49ers play defense. That, those are wrinkles that the Lions can adapt from that and, and use in this game. Uh, look, you're playing for a playoff spot. I, I don't. I honestly, I'm one of those people. I know that the Rams and the Seahawks are playing first and that the outcome does in fact matter. I think Dan Campbell when he says that it doesn't matter, we're, you know, we're playing for the playoffs and if we don't get in, we want to be the team that keeps Aaron Rodgers out. 100% believe that's accurate and that the team believes in that. So they will they, they even if Seattle blows out the Rams and it's over early, Lions are going to be playing to win this game. No no question about it. Well, what
1: about Kelly Stafford? I think on the Instagram feed for her or the Staffords of the Detroit Rams that he's eligible to come off the IR that Stafford would play against a team that doesn't provide a heavy pass rush in Seattle they give up a lot of points you know Lions scored 45 on them would Matt Stafford and the Rams in the finale come off of IR win that game knowing that he's helping his former team at least go into the Final game of the year that night, which would be on Sunday at Green Bay.
5: You know, it's a fun story. It's not going to happen. It's it's fun to think about it, though. But not nah, but he, his wife is putting Detroit Rams out there. he, uh, he has not been in their facility in. Kelly some time. Stafford annoys me. Oh, I do not. Miss, I do not miss having the Kelly Stafford oh my saga God. going on in my life at all. Any time an athlete's <laughs> wife
1: brother family member dad mom yeah. talks more than they do publicly
5: yeah it's frustrating oh it's it, annoying it um, is
1: I think it kills the image of the athlete it's I really it do.
5: is it's weird because
1: it drove Stafford to doing pizza pizza commercials he is good in those commercials he
5: like, actually he has a good he has good timing he does he's he's taken over for Baker Mayfield now I don't Ironically, Baker Mayfield is now the quarterback for the Rams. But that's, yeah, I it's not going to happen. Those progressive ads are working well in Cleveland <laughs> with Baker at the stadium, living there. That Alice Cooper one that they did, that, that's one of the greatest ads I've ever seen. Uh, maybe because I'm an Alice Cooper fan. I don't know. It's, I, I do miss that. And I, I do think that Baker Mayfield and the Rams can beat the Seahawks this weekend. It's going to depend on... They have to. Come on, we need Sunday night where the Lions are playing to go to the playoffs. How long has it been? It's been seven seasons uh, since 2016. Uh, 2014 Since they had a real good shot at it, it's been it's been way too long.
1: When was the last time they had a regular season game this important that they had to win? Well, they they need help. They have to beat the Packers and like uh, we we're just talking about
5: you know, uh, there, Baker Mayfield a lot and the on, Rams have to. Work. They can they can be nine and eight from one and six to nine and eight, which I predicted. Even, even if you you got that right. Uh, even if they do you miss said the that with, with a that. little like I can't believe that you got that right. Oh, well, it's, it's more of I can't believe that this has come played out this way. You From know.
1: where they were at one and six, yeah. Think about that at one and six, Jeff. You've talked to us every week uh, this year, and you were in studio last year, yeah. When they were sitting at one and six, and the draft order would come out, and the Lions had the overall number one pick. And they did and everybody, and I don't care who you are, you can claim you didn't. You know, I follow Twitter. You're on Twitter, friends, on-air guest. There was nobody. There was nobody saying that this team uh, could finish to the point where they could be playing for nine and eight at one and six. You were wondering not only about the short term, but you were wondering long term if Dan right. Campbell and Holmes. We had the those right conversations.
5: Guys. Is is Sheila Ford Hamp going to be? Is she going to tolerate a, a three and fourteen season? I and mean, that was a very and she real threw possibility out support when point. they were one and six, and everybody was screaming. Right? That's right. And and to their credit, they got it turned around, uh, and they did it their way too. They didn't really panic. They just sort of got better at doing what they were doing and got healthier. And that's it, it's it's been look. I've covered the Lions for a long time. This is my eighth season covering them in one form or another. This is the most fun I've had the last eight weeks. It's just been, you know, when, when I go to the gym and people who know me there come up and it used to always be like the awkward, like, Do we want to talk about the Lions with Jeff today? And now they're like, hey, man, let's talk some Lions. Like, it, it's fun. I enjoy that. Uh, it's, it's neat that, you know, when I go to my, my kids' sporting events and, and people are like, how about those lions, man? Their faces, their faces light up. There's energy. There's That's why they have to. to it.
1: They have to walk into that game playing for a playoff spot. I, I, I think the buzzkill if Seattle beats the Rams. I get wanting to end Roger season, and I assume Dan Campbell can get those guys up. But from a fan perspective, as a lifelong Lions fan, that Sunday night game at Lambeau. We need Seattle to beat the Rams so the winner is in. Now, Green Bay controls their destiny. They do. Okay, they, they beat the Lions on Sunday. They're in no matter what Seattle does. But, man, we need, we, we need Seattle to lose. Because I, I was there for the 48-45 game, which was the worst defensive performance ever from a Lions team. They made Geno Smith look like a Hall of Famer.
5: And, and granted, he's had a good year. He's fallen off lately, but yeah, you're right. And they're, they they just, they did not punt in that game. That was one of the games where the Lions did not get a a punt or a stop. That's uh... their offense
1: at home has been phenomenal. You know, it's interesting. If this game was at home, a lot of people would think the Lions are going to win it. It's because it's outdoors and it's at Lambeau. At home this year, the Lions have been incredible in terms of offense. Oh, 100%. They're... they're More 30-point games than the Bills or the Chiefs. you Detroit Lions.
5: And they're doing that with Jared Goff, with uh, a running back... Like, like, Jamal Williams had had three really bad weeks in a row. Breaks out against Chicago. FedEx Ground Player of the Week. Ran for a career-high 144 yards. Had the, the longest run of his career. That's the type of thing that gives you confidence and inspiration going into a Week 18 game in, in Green Bay. Look... I, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised if Green Bay wins, but I also think on the flip side, most of most of us in Lions Land are like, you know, we can we can win this game. It's not going to be a big surprise if the Lions go in there and do it. I, I don't think a lot of people like expect it, but I don't I don't think it's going to be like this big shocker that the Lions go in and pull this off. They're, they're a good football team. They're playing good football right now. They have they, they've beaten good teams along the way. Look at what they did to Jacksonville, that, and Jacksonville's. They're a playoff team now. Um one of, one of the things that, that my my co-host on the podcast, Chris Saint, came up with last night. The Bears last weekend were the only team the Lions have played all year that was eliminated going into last weekend. Every other team has been in the playoff race and and in the thick of it or qualified already. Uh obviously Washington fell out. <laughs> They've got quarterback problems. But you saw like They've played a really difficult schedule. They're prepared for this game. It's not like they've gotten by, you know, beating up on Houston and Indianapolis and and those teams of the world. They, they've earned their way there, and that's that's one of the reasons why I give them a really good shot at pulling this off.
1: Yeah. So if we can get the Rams to take care of business, and again, Seattle, yeah, their defense doesn't get a lot of pressure, and Mayfield has a big game, and they. They win, and then we get the Lions and the Packers on Sunday night. And again, that game-time temp supposed to be around 23 degrees, no precipitation as forecasted. And with a win uh, by the Rams and the Lions, the Lions then would grab that seven seed. And would
5: they open up against Minnesota? More than likely against Minnesota. And that's a winnable game. I would expect the Lions. the Lions have been the better team than Minnesota for a long time this season. Uh, and they, they proved it a couple weeks ago. Minnesota is, they're they're one of those teams that goes in, and it happens every year, Was it was the Titans last year, where a team gets hot early in the season and they ride to a great record and they run out of gas. It sure looks like what Minnesota's doing this year. I'm not, They've I'm not been lucky, to...
1: let's be honest, they've been lucky. They and, been. I, and I know you make your own luck and it's scoreboard and we can use all the sports cliches on earth. But they've been exposed at times by the Cowboys, right? Yeah, by the Packers, last by the Lions. Week, by the Lions? Yeah. Right? They, they've been exposed. Lions led by double digits,
5: right? Yeah. Packer, Remember? Packers, yeah. that game last week was not competitive.
1: Could you, do you understand? I, I was thinking about this listening to X's and Bro's, which is heard on the Michigan Sports Network on 96.1 The Game, our flagship station in Grand Rapids. And I think Ryan, Dan, Anthony were talking. If you If you have, think about this. If you just have that Minnesota game and that Seattle game back as W's, as yeah. W's right now, you are a 10-win
5: team. You're the five seed.
1: You, you, <laughs> and Minnesota might have had a different run if they lose that game at home. That's right. You, you, you easily could have been playing the Packers maybe for winning the NFC North.
5: Entirely possible. So you, anywhere between a four- yeah, so then you're playing for potentially having a home game in Detroit uh, next week, uh, perhaps against Green Bay. The last <laughs> home game for
1: the Lions in the playoffs was the game at the Silverdome, wasn't it?
5: Yeah. long Against time the Cowboys.
1: Ago. Was that January 92, but the 91 season? It was the 91
5: thing. season, yeah. It's been a long time. Wow.
1: Man, when that day comes, I uh, that's going to be the toughest ticket ever. It's but look how close they are. Though we're going, you could say the Miami game where they played awesome in the first half at home and then blew it in the second half. But I just look at I look at Seattle and I look at
5: at Minnesota. You're you already locked. You've already locked up a playoff spot. No, yep. that's and, it. And that that's where the lessons are that they're going to apply. We said it on the podcast when we recorded last night. This is the worst Lions team you're going to see in the next three or four years with all the draft picks that they're adding with the cap room that they've gotten. Obviously health matters with that golf staying where he's at or whatever. But in terms of overall talent, this is the thinnest the lions are going to be over the next few years. And the fact that they can look back and there's like, Hey, we blew that opportunity last year. That's something that Dan Campbell and his staff can use and say, we gotta be sharp every game next year because we're going to the playoffs next year. We're playing for we're playing for division titles now. We've got to this that, that's that's what good coaches will do. And I think Dan Campbell's a good enough coach to realize that. And that's where the game on Sunday there is the double meaning that
1: if the Rams beat Seattle in that four o'clock game, the Lions with a win are in the playoffs. But if Seattle would win that game, the Lions are playing a message game for oh, the fall of 2023. 100%. Where if you go eliminate the Packers, you're saying, I think we
5: are the NFC North favorites. That's sending a message. and, it, and Do you agree with that? Absolutely. And it's also sending the message. Uh, we, <laughs> remember remember back in Hard Knocks when, when Dan Campbell talked about the abyss and dragging guys out to drown them. There would be nothing better as a consolation prize for not getting into the postseason if Seattle wins than drowning Aaron Rodgers in the frigid depths of Lake Michigan uh, okay, in his last game. You're saying figuratively. Okay. You're not yes, talking yeah, about yeah. you're not
1: talking about Dan Campbell pulling the no. Sopranos and taking him out on an ice fishing No, little shanty, No, okay.
5: We just I want to make sure it's, we, it's we, all metaphorical. We're not we're not advocating well, we, drowning we, we people. We need we
1: need to explain that. We because probably do. You've met my audience. Okay. <laughs> we need we need to explain People are going, I think Risden just said that Dan Campbell's taken Aaron Rodgers out ice fishing before the game on Saturday and he's going to drown him in one of those holes that takes you nine hours to dig so you can catch a six-inch fish in minus 20 weather. Oh, I can't wait to ice fish. Guess we're not going ice fishing. Oh, my Bill. God, no. I'm a, I'll, I'll, take me to Florida. I'll go fishing when it's 75. Uh, Jeff Risden, the other voice you're hearing from the LionsWire.com. also on Twitter, follow him, uh, a great feed. Uh, at Jeff J F F R I S D O N. Also, the Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. Search for that. Uh, their preview and conversation about the Packers game Sunday night. Our Sunday night is up. Just search uh, Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. If you do have a Lions question, uh, you can drop it at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. All of our social network interaction presented. By the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They're at home tonight. Little after 7 is the tip. Eli Brooks and Fort Wayne uh, in downtown Grand Rapids have Van Andel Arena. And every Thursday night, home game for the Grand Rapids Gold features $2 beers and $2 dogs. That's an hour before the game until halftime. Tonight, $2 beers, $2 dogs with the Grand Rapids Gold inside Van Andel Arena in downtown gr and again those comments add huge show on twitter the huge show on facebook and drop us a text opted on the huge text chain text the word huge to 21000 everything huge 24
0: 7 at the huge hey,
3: michigan let's go big <laughs>
1: Final segment on a very busy hour here on The Huge Show across Michigan. Remember, if you miss any interview, any hour, any full show, our podcasts are free. And we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts.
0: Big. Bad. Huge.
1: What's up, Michigan? It is our number two on a Thursday broadcast. We are statewide, the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show in our great state. For the station close to you, go to show.net. Also, you can listen live, free stream, three until six weekdays at show.net And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen live weekdays at three anywhere in America where you get mobile service. In studio for another segment today, Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com. Also, co host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can hear weekly on YouTube. Just search Detroit Lions podcast. He's joining us talking uh, Lions, all the NFL headlines. Uh, good to hear. Uh, Damar Hamlin, uh, neurologically, everything seems okay. Uh, setting up, uh, lungs need to
5: heal, but. Uh, that, that's some great news today. It really is. You know, it's it's been, it was a difficult week for those of us in the sports media that, you know, we talked about this again on the podcast last night, but we know these guys, we know their families, we see them with their kids, with their, their parents, with, like, we have more access to them as humans than fans get, and f- for a lot of us, I'll say just about all of us, it, it's been a very difficult time to process that because we see on the other players now, like, like oh man, like it, it, that, it really is a game changing thing for a lot of the players and and the humanity behind it, and uh, it's it's been cool to see fans of all persuasions and teams and and everybody coming together around it. it, it it's awful that it had to happen that way, but it's been a really uplifting week to to cover in the NFL. And it did not; it wasn't predetermined to come out that way. It's like there's still a lot that has to go on, but the fact that he's got his faculties, that he's you know able to breathe on his own now, it's uh, it, it's nothing but positive, and it's great. It's great to hear, you know. It's uh, it's good for
1: the Bills and that organization oh, and the yeah. Bengals who are there. Uh, On the field with him when CPR is being administered Monday night, it it really it's not closure because he still has the road back on recovery. But it looks, you know, really good right now. Yeah. Uh, At least what we're hearing from.
5: Yeah. The early reports are great on it. And and one quick thing on this
1: for the bills, uh, for the bills, for that team. Yeah. To know he's better. Yeah. And that he's oh, 100%. To, to know that they're. And they're moving forward because they all have jobs, which is playing football they, and the they Bills. Got a, they got a big with, game this weekend. Right. And, <laughs> and and we'll touch on, you know, about the makeup game, which. Uh, and that still is a decision.
5: Uh, yeah. We still haven't seen have what's going on with that. Well, one quick thing on this. Um, I learned how to do CPR and use an AED um, as part of a class. And I cannot stress enough if you have the opportunity to do that please do it because you might save a life and it might be somebody that you care about uh and like it's one of those things I absolutely mind when I go into a gym now when I'm with with one of my kids when they're playing basketball or volleyball I just absolutely mind like oh the 80s over there like if I have to use it God God willing you know I can I can do it and uh it, it's it's Four hours out of your day to learn how to save somebody's life. Um, it's worth doing it. I know all the officials uh, in in the, the MHSAA and, and their associations do have to learn how to do that. Uh, it's you, you hope you never have to use it, but it's a skill that you need to use. And it, it absolutely saved his life the other night.
1: We had the WINGS team physician, uh, Dr. Tony Colucci from Henry Ford Health Systems on the east side of the state. Also one of the leading emergency resuscitation uh, docks in America. He he said he hopes the day is coming where the AEDs will be right next to the uh, tires and vehicles, the spare tire. Yeah, right. Absolutely. That would be in vehicles. They they should be everywhere. That you know you're you're going with the family hiking or something. That you know a portable one that comes along. So the awareness uh, and emotion and America coming together uh, for Demar has really shown uh, the true heart. Of people,
5: you know, it's great week. that it happened in like at the end of the holiday season when people like all the good tidings and great joy is wearing right. off and the cynicism's kicking back in. If you watch TV at all, you're going to be cynical these days with what's going on. To have something like that, obviously, it's, it's tragic in the manner that it happened, but I think that the way that sports in America and just America in general is handling it has been very, very cool uh, to, to me personally in, in being in sports media, but seeing like. I had friends that were at the game, uh, and uh, my friend Kristen. Uh, she's a Bengals fan. She's married to a my, my fraternity brother Andy, who's a diehard Bills guy from Buffalo. They took video um, when the ambulance was on the field. They were in the front row of the upper bowl. You could hear them talking on the field. Like there's no ambient noise in the stadium. Everybody is dead silent. Like nobody knows what to say, what to do. That's that that's that's a horrifying situation. The fact that we're going to come out of it. With, with Demar Hamlin still being alive and and hopefully able to go on and leave a normal life that's uh that that's awesome
1: and that, and that's so good for a uh, Demar his family uh the bills uh family the team yeah. and, and moving forward uh into another weekend of the National Football League which we'll talk about that uh coming up in a few moments also we'll get to Harbaugh from your NFL perspective uh what's the right fit if Harbaugh is going to leave Michigan I there's conflicting reports. Harbaugh will say something in North Carolina. I'm going to stay, and then you hear uh, Denver, uh, Charlotte, or Carolina, and uh, the yeah. indie job. You know where he played. So I'll get your yeah. Uh, I'll get your huge opinion on that. I, I did want to uh, when we were talking about uh, the the violence of the NFL, and when I say violence, it's controlled. It's speed. It's power. It's big guys, right, who can move. It's interesting when you look at that commercial for the NFL Pro Bowl, which will be a flag football game, when you look at the protection given to quarterbacks but not other players on no. the field, when you look at articles, which always happens every time there's a situation in football, there's the article that the game is too violent, it will begin uh, to lose participation at the youth level, high school level. And I go back to what Dr. K, one of our sports medicine insiders has always said, when the concussion era started, right, you can't compare youth and high school football and even college to a point, to the NFL. You can't. No, you can't. You can't the, the, now, because the, the, of the speed, the power, the strength, the size. You, you can't make that comparison about potentially uh, I, I, fatal injuries, which would be a head injury, You know, break your neck, those things uh, do happen, unfortunately. But and like I said, when I was talking with I think Dr. K or Dr. Colucci yesterday, I'm more concerned about my uh, kids driving than I am about them playing
5: sports. Including my yeah, son, Ace, who plays football. Your son plays football. Uh, my son did play football. He he wasn't good at it, so he stopped. He's a basketball player. He's 6'9". He's, He's the big man He's in six, the middle. 6'9", 200 pounds. That's not a football body. We well, need to start eating.
1: Get him just going through the drive-thru all the time. time. Oh, Six nine two hundred, 200, but he's a glass cleaner. If I,
5: you could see what he eats in a day, he Lane eats. Lane Windex. He eats a family sized box of Cheerios every day, just as like snack food. Yeah, but you got to get the cereal away from the kids. You got to get them like
1: peanut butter yeah. sandwiches. He's, he's peanut getting better butter about on bagels. It. No, I'm telling you he's right now. He's getting better about it, but that's uh, it's a challenge. Yeah, <laughs> I got, you know, my son Ace will eat anything, and he puts on good weight, which is, you know, good weight. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. which ends in your life after you're 30. Uh, good weight. There's not good, good weight. The good weight went out the window about <laughs> exactly 20 years ago yeah, for exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm 61. What's good weight? I see photos from back when I'm 28.
5: I'm like, I had muscles uh, I in my abs. I really did. Uh, are you kidding me? You know, the pictures come up on the screensaver when I was playing competitive beach volleyball. I'm like, God. I know. What the hell happened to that guy? Dude? I know. What What's up <laughs> with that? I mean, my, I'm busting out the the
1: 34 waist jeans. Now, if I want to jump into 34 waist pants, it'd have to be a reality series. Uh, It's amazing. Yeah, I would say like my youngest son, he eats everything and doesn't put on weight. I think it's just. Genetics and, uh, but you know, yeah. your kid's six. I mean, it
5: happened to me too when I was in high school. When, yeah, I was but, uh, when I was a junior in high school, I was six foot three and a half Lane Windex,
1: Lane Windex Risden, the glass cleaner for Zeeland East on the west side of the
5: state. He's, he's having a good year. They got a big game tomorrow night. This is going to be fun. Uh, Zealand, Zealand West. Zealand west and those schools are right next to each other, literally.
1: Like, yeah. There used to my, be one and
5: they split the two high schools. My son
1: has two classes in West.
5: He does. Uh, yeah, uh, it's just very weird. So how They go do that. back.
1: Yeah, and they split the schools up for yeah. sports. Right.
5: Yeah, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a good battle. West's got a very good team, very talented young men. Uh, but it's uh, that that'll be my Friday night.
1: I, I think the glass you got to watch him. He he warms up in one of those white glass cleaner suits and everything. <laughs> He's the glass cleaner, Lane Windex 6'9", six nine two hundred a junior. Yeah, out
5: of Zeeland, Michigan, yeah. averaging seventeen points and six blocks a game right now. Six blocks. Yeah. How many boards though? Seven and a half. He's got to get that up. He plays high post. so Oh, high post. He yeah. Yeah. Leads, leads the team in three-pointers made and assists. He does. Yes, he does. So are they
1: playing a high post for more pick and roll or for him to pop out and shoot? A little of both. Look yeah. at that. I'm busting out like coaching stuff. Yeah. Superfly's going, I have no idea we're what we' guys are. We're, f- we're having fun with we're, that. We're, 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 what are these He's embarrassed as tell that we're talking about him. So. No, uh, you tell Windex <laughs> that I'm expecting the glass to be clean for at least 10 boards against the rival Zeeland West. Well, that would one's be the nice. chicks, one's the ducks. We, right? we are the chicks. They Real, are the ducks. Yeah, really good manly names there for the kids at high school there. The, the chicks the, and the the, ducks. The, It's the bird What ball. are you, damn, a petting zoo? <laughs> you got a petting zoo in between the two high schools? Oh, look, it's a little duckie's. It's the little chicks. So chicks and the ducks. Look for Windex Resden. It's going uh, to be a glass. day. Game. If he doesn't get 10 rebounds, tell him I'm not going to direct message him. I, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll get on him a tell little Tell him 10, 10 boards. Yeah. All right, uh, the Harbaugh story. Yeah. Uh, when so, you know, Once Michigan season was done, when they blew it against TCU and all the NFL openings that are out there. What do you see from covering the NFL for the Lions yeah. wire and so this, this Lions is, podcast this the perfect is perfect fit what
5: is it? this is strictly like not knowing what Your he's opinion. doing from the Michigan Your side, yeah. yeah the NFL side they absolutely believe he's coming like no doubt about it no doubt I've talked to people in Denver and I've talked to people in Indianapolis and they're like I don't know which one he's going to do but he's going somewhere like they're 100% lockstep convinced that Harbaugh is going back to the NFL I, again, I don't know that. My guess would be that uh, I'm not sure that he's simpatico with Jim Irsay and the the uh, uh, erratic, we'll say, owner of the Indianapolis Colts. I think Denver makes some sense to him. He's got Russell Wilson. I think he likes the idea of having going in where the quarterback is there. I can be the guy that fixes Russell Wilson and gets him back to the Hall of Fame. Their defense is ready to win and he's now. He's a god
1: right now with how Denver bottomed out that yeah. if he's – if he's nine and eight with Denver next year, uh they're ecstatic. Yeah, right? and
5: look at look at that division. The Raiders are going backwards. they they've given up on Derek Carr. Watch out for the Chargers Char- in Chargers, the playoffs. Chargers are gonna be an interesting right. thing, but uh the, the Chiefs are like as long as they got Patrick Mahomes, they're gonna be good. But they're precarious. They're if, if at Mo- some point, if Kelsey Holmes and Mahomes are going
1: to get a little bit older. Yeah, and right?
5: if, if they fall off at all, that's not a great team around them. So it, it is an opportunity where you can go to Denver and win. Carolina, I, I've I've heard nothing from them. They're they're still debating whether they're keeping Steve Wilkes or not. Uh, they do make some sense from a football standpoint. If you're Harbaugh and you want to go in, the NFC South is perfectly winnable. We've talked about Tom Brady possibly being done in, in Tampa. They're. They're, they won the division. They could be eight and nine to win the division. Uh, New Orleans don't know what's going on there. They might be having a coaching change. You know, it Atlanta the talk is a the talk might come back? Right. That's that's the other thing. So that's waiting that, to see where he that's goes. That's the right? first domino that's going to fall. Is what happens with Sean Payton because right. the Saints have control over him. They're asking for at least a first round pick. They have to you have to trade if you want him. Does Denver make that move? Does Indianapolis make that move? That that's the first one. Because I think he's higher up on the pecking order for the NFL standpoint. Does not have any picks left after what they gave Seattle for Russell Wilson? They, they have. They have San Francisco's, uh, but the, that's. I mean, that's twenty. Could be thirty-two. Yeah, I was going to say know, the they're, they're pretty good. Like, yeah, so I mean, they, they, they I mean, do not have a lot of assets. You got a haul up in Seattle for you know giving up on Wilson. Yeah, and and look at all the players that they gave up in that trade as well that are are helping Seattle. You know noah fan. So, what do
1: you you think? It's Denver if if if, if he's going that to the makes NFL. Makes the most
5: sense, and the most noise I've heard from the NFL side of things is from Denver for Harbaugh for Harbaugh. For Harbaugh. And I've heard that and again. Doesn't mean that he's going. I have yeah, no idea like, what's going on with Michigan, but from the NFL so, side, they seem very
1: convinced. They said coming. like fifteen to twenty million a year, possibly. That Denver knows they're going to need to overpay to get their guy. That they've already invested. In Wilson, there's no salary cap hit for your coach. Exactly. So if you t- and now you know college football money, the higher end guys are twelve, thirteen mil. Um, it's
5: the NFL. You may go tell Harbaugh, here's five years and twenty million a year. And there's other things that go along with that. His former offensive coordinator Pep Hamilton is in Houston. Houston looks like they're overhauling. Although I don't think they know what's going on. I don't, I don't think their GM knows what's going on. If he's going to have a job next week or not, he could reunite and help Russell Wilson. That, that's the type of quarterback that Pep Hamilton tends to work well with. Uh, the The stages are in place for him to make those sorts of things happen. So, And, and he's got a lot of, from his NFL days and from his college days, like he's worked with a ton of people. One of the things that you get when you have coaches cycling in and out all the time is you've got a lot of connections. So he will, he will be able to get the staff basically that he wants. Uh, maybe D'Amico Ryans, who is a defensive coach in San Francisco, He's going to get a lot of head coaching interviews, and I know the people in Houston really want him to be their next head coach. But if he doesn't, he can go to Denver and be the, the defensive coordinator under that and maybe assistant head coach. And that, that is something that, again, no know, knowing nothing about the Michigan side of things, it makes a lot of sense for Harbaugh to make the move now because other than Sean Payton, he's going to be the hottest candidate. Um, a lot of the other guys you're looking at are, are retreads or guys that – or coming out of bad situations, or maybe you know might not have the the greatest cachet. So if he's going to do it, this is the time to do it. And he can leave Michigan now, knowing that he's restored them to where they are viable national contenders. And and the roster that he's leaving behind, there, barring transfer portal madness, which is going on everywhere, uh, they're set up pretty well. Whether obviously he's got like if they, if he comes back next year, they're a top five team next year. I think they're preseason number one. and They should be.
1: And one thing you said about the potential assistants that have Harbaugh connections, I don't think there's a lot of NFL-ready coaches on his Michigan staff right now that would go with him to Denver or whatever NFL city he ended up in. I would agree with that. And so that leaves, that makes the players feel good because they're more connected at the college level and even at the pro level at times to their position coach. So if you don't have that massive change... Yeah. Then
5: then you don't. Who knows who would come in? You don't get. You don't get
1: a run to the portal.
5: Right. Exactly. And and there's you know, Michigan's got they've got a very strong program right now, and they've looked like they had a pretty good recruiting class that that fits what they want to do. their offensive line coach, and his name escapes me now. I've voted for him for the Broyles. Charon Moore. Yes, voted for him for the Broyles Award as the top assistant coach in the country. Uh, He's certainly a guy that is is very upwardly mobile as a coach. There. They're in, Michigan is in a good position to survive and stay where they are if Harbaugh leaves now. I think if they go another year, that's when the other teams are going to start selling. Oh, he's look, he's going. He talked to the Vikings last year. He's always talking like he's going to leave. He's going to like you. They do. You better believe they sell that against him when when they're recruiting kids. And at some point, the kids are going to start listening to that, and it's going to get more serious. And, I heard
1: him last year uh, in recruiting, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Jeff Rizd and the other voice you hear. Uh, he is an NFL insider for com. You can follow The Lions Wire on Twitter and Facebook. Also, Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N on Twitter. And Jeff's a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can listen weekly. Just search Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. If you have a Lions or NFL question, add The Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, all of our social network interaction, is presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They're at home tonight, and every Thursday home game during the season features $2 beers and $2 dogs inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. The Gold take it on Eli Brooks and Fort Wayne tonight in downtown Grand Rapids. $2 dogs, $2 beers from 6 p.m. until halftime with the Grand Rapids Gold tonight. Uh, get your tickets at the Vetandal Arena box office. Also, search uh, Grand Rapids Gold and follow The Gold on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All right, Jeff, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow on the show back in studio. Appreciate uh, all your insight when it comes to lines in the NFL. Of course. Thanks for having me in. All right, Jeff Risden checking in on a Thursday broadcast on the way. Jim Brandstatter will get his thoughts on the Michigan loss and the future of hardball brandy. Will join us after this network, T.O.
0: From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge.
5: Are you ready? The Toughest Sport on Dirt is back for an all-new 2023 season. Join the party and come watch the cowboys of the PBR Tractor Supply Company Classic ride the rankest bulls on the planet live at Van Andel Arena, January 27th and 28th. Tickets on sale now at PBR.com or Ticketmaster.com. The PBR Tractor Supply Company Classic at Van Andel Arena, January 27th and 28th.
1: TV. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7. Everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan, log on to MHSAA.com.
3: Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver, and I'm talking real big time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app. Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1500, plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play.
0: You're listening
1: to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan on a Thursday broadcast. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Here in the last eight minutes or so, maybe ten minutes, Michigan football did send out a social network post. That's Jim Harbaugh saying, I am aware of the rumors and speculation over the past few days. College and NFL teams have great interest in all of our personnel, from players to coaches to staff, and I truly believe... That is a testament to the strength of our University of Michigan football program. As I stated in December, while no one knows what the future holds, I expect that I will be enthusiastically coaching Michigan in 2023. I have spoken with President Santa Ono and Athletic Director Ward Manuel and appreciate their support of me and our program. Our mission as Wolverines continues. And we are preparing for the 2023 season with great passion and enthusiasm. As our legendary coach Bo Schembechler said, those who stay will be champions, signed Jim Harbaugh. Now, I posted this at a huge show on Twitter, the huge show on Facebook. And everyone says, well, wait a minute. I It says I expect. I said he's staying. Do you think Harbaugh is going to allow this to be sent out, quote, the late Bo Schembechler, those who stay will be champions and turn around and leave next week? That's why I love Twitter and Facebook, because everybody just reads into it what they want to. He expects to be the coach. Hey, he still has a contract negotiation or reworking a deal. It says he talked to Santa Ono, the new president, and Ward Manuel. He expects To be the head coach. He is the head coach. Jim Brandstanner used to be the voice of Michigan football. Now he just writes books, audio books, (laughs) travels the world on private jets and luxury yachts, uh, the Riviera, Mediterranean Sea, Italy, uh, all ports. There you go. How you doing? Now, what what do you read? You know
6: what, Bill? Bill, I expect to be on the huge show at 428 Today.
1: Uh, and also, Jim, uh, I expect to be hosting the huge show next week. But if I'm offered two million bucks to do a national show on ESPN Radio, hasta la vista, baby,
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: money talks, baby. <laughs> what, what do you What do you take from this? Because I, 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 you know, you can take, you can pick out a sentence or uh, some keywords. And I expect. Uh, but then he ends with those who stay will be champions. I, well, what, do, I, what do you read from this?
6: My take is exactly the same as yours, okay? And, and I saw it. And, and to me, there was an earlier quote that said something, Harbaugh said something to the effect of, uh, no one knows what the future will bring, right? Right. That's a little ambiguous. But my take is exactly like yours, Bill. And if he says on, in this statement, I expect to be coaching Michigan football, in 2023 and enthusiastically preparing to do so. I cannot see him next week. I mean, where does – I mean, he's got to know that if you say that and you you know jump ship, your credibility is basically gone. I mean, even your new team, hey, if it's the Indianapolis Colts or the Denver Broncos, got to be saying, do we really want this guy? I mean, if he if he does that, you know what I'm saying. Oh, he so quoted Bo exactly. My take is exactly like yours. He quoted he Bo, said it. right? Right. He he's not going to say it. He's not going to quote Bo. He expects to be the guy quote Bo about those who stay will be champions, and then jump ship. It just that just doesn't make any sense at all. And and you're also right about the social media. They wouldn't believe you if you said black is black and white is white. They they'd tell you no, it's not. So. You just gotta stay with it and and let all the dust settle at the end of the day, and hopefully, like I said, you know when 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 we start the season next year, Jim's coaching is on the sideline, then everybody will leave it alone.
1: Yeah, I like how Jim Brandstatter he would throws in. Hopefully, and now Harbaugh saying, I expect. <laughs> you know,
6: I'm getting to the point. You know, I'm getting to the point where you don't know what to do anymore.
2: Yeah, you
1: know, Brandy's going. Hopefully, he's the coach. And Hardball's yeah. going, I expect. I want to see Brandy and Hardball having breakfast. So, Jim, you get a coach? I expect
6: to. And, yeah, well, and like I told you, I expect to be on your show sometime before the next six months. Yeah, uh, I,
1: I, I expect to win the Mega Millions at $690 million. Well,
6: don't hold your breath, big fella.
1: So that, that, but the Michigan fan, and I again, you know, you read comments, had a huge show on Twitter, the huge show on Facebook. Well, why would not he just say, I'll be back? I'm the head coach at Michigan. Look, I,
6: I agree. I wish he would have, you know, but but he chose to say it this way. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not the guy. I'm like you. I'm not the guy that wants to parse his words or get in his head. God forbid, because nobody can get in anybody's head and how they want to handle a situation like this. If he is in fact being courted, I don't know that. Nobody knows that. There are people out there suggesting that oh my God, if he gets an offer he's gone. Well a guy that says I expect to be the head coach next year doesn't sound like that's his motive. So I just think you got to wait and let all of this stuff settle because he's you know he's made every indication at, that we know that the door isn't open for him leaving. It may be you know there, it may not be locked, but it ain't open. let's put it that way.
1: And, Jimmy, the one thing I mentioned before I also went to you is that he has an agent. If they're negotiating right now with uh, the new president and the AD, uh, he expects to be there. But if they lowball him again, that might be the reason where he says, hey, I'm going to look or I'm going to leave. So he's looking for a new deal. He has an agent. Uh, You know, maybe he's waiting for that to uh, play out. He did, you know, give. Uh, Mr Ono and Ward love. so I I look at it that if you were seriously seriously close to leaving you would not allow Michigan football to send this out
6: I would agree I like, totally I'm in total agreement with that and then and you know that he had the last say I mean if you're going to if you're going to quote him and say this is what we're going to put out coach he's not going to let that go out you know, if he thinks it's, it should be something else or worded more ambiguously. Let's put it that way.
1: And and you have a lot of Michigan fans and even Superfly of Michigan State fans saying, well, last year when he flirted with Minnesota, he said, I'll be your coach as long as you want me to. I'm not going to look anymore. And here he is a year later doing it. So you have that well, faction making
6: noise. Do we know? Do, do, do Here's again that we're assuming. We are assuming he's looking. I don't know whether he is. Do you know, Bill, for a fact that Jim's looking? I feel like
1: I'm in a courtroom I mean, right now with like your Perry I'm Mason be, Brandstatter.
6: No, I know. Thank you. Well, if you want to be there, you got to go this route. Okay? Hey, Bill, you want to pick wanna up be- the dollar bill? Oh, you say you're paralyzed? How'd you pick up the dollar bill? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you. We assume he's now. You know, everybody say, oh, so he's looking. We don't know he's looking. Maybe somebody else is looking at him. If somebody called him. And said, "Hey, are you injured?" And he said, "No." Does that mean he's looking?
1: Or out of respect, if you know an owner or a GM through your football circles, through your dad's football circles, or your yeah, brothers, exactly. you you would
6: afford them hey, the luxury of talking him, to them. Let me ask you a question: Ursay calls him up. He played for Ursay. He played there. He was a big star in Indianapolis as a player. He called him up, and Ursay says, "Jim, I got three five three or four guys out here." Me, get, let me. Let me talk to you about. You know. Give. Can I? Can I? You know. Pick your brain. And Jim says sure. And he talks to him. All of a sudden, somebody checks the records. These are said called Harbaugh. Well, automatically the jobs Harbaugh's. I, I think you got to be careful. I mean, you're right. He's got a network of friends and people, and you. You and I have the same network in broadcasting. If we call a guy from another radio station or another syndicated show or a producer that went somewhere else, you're not going to that job. You're just saying hello, having friends and and to suggest that Jim's on the road out the door because somebody contacts him it doesn't mean he's looking. Those are all things that are speculative, nothing factual
1: and I will say Harbaugh is smart if there is an ongoing uh contract extension renegotiation, whatever you want to call it with Michigan to say that hey uh. There's a lot of interest in everybody connected to Michigan football. I expect to be the coach. I appreciate what uh, President Ono and Ward-Manuel have done. That's a good marketing, not marketing, a good strategy in negotiations.
6: You're letting them well, know you appreciate everything, and maybe let's get a deal done, right? Right. There's all kinds of things going on. But And again, don't forget the other thing is college football is changing so much. I mean, there are – I mean, what, what – Defines Jim's job is it you know his assistant coaching staff and maybe there's there's a a, a a, kitty an amount of money for them there's nil issues that can I recruit the players we need to recruit given what's going on around the country will I have the resources to continue this drive we have at Michigan
1: very good point I tell you attorney Brandstatter call him right (laughs) now at one eight (laughs) hundred shaftam is that uh, (laughs) That no, 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 Hold on. Now but but, I'm, no, I'm looking at his quote. I'm looking at his quote and what yeah. what he said about uh, coaches, players, people all across the country wanting anybody connected to Michigan football. It does sound like nil. It sounds like uh, my coaches need to be paid as good as the top five programs. Right? You
6: have to have the resources these days. But this is a changing world. You know it. You've seen it's changing, and the next five years is maybe going to bring about the most change of all. And there are no rules out there. There's no the NCAA is powerless. There is no NCAA to be honest with you. So it's basically a powerless. It's a wild west out there. And if you as a coach, um, you know, want to continue to be successful and move forward, you got to be able to compete with those guys, with the Alabamas, with the Georgias, with the uh, uh, you know the Texas A and M's, all those guys. Uh, You've got to be able to compete. And and if, and if your administration and everybody else says you can't compete because we're not going to allow you to, given the environment of college football, the NIL, and all the other things that are going on, then as a coach, you're sitting there going, I'm setting myself up for failure. And I'm not saying this is Jim Harbaugh's situation. I'm not. But I am saying that all these considerations, before you send him away, understand the position the old Indian proverb, don't judge a man until you walk a week in his moccasin.
1: Jim Branstadter, former voice of Michigan football, joining us on the Meyer guest line. Harbaugh just released a statement that ended with, you know, those who stay will be champions, signed uh, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, but I, I do agree with you, Brandy. Now, as I look at the full context of that statement, that that paragraph about uh, everybody has interest in Michigan Coaches and players and personnel that he he wants to maybe again we're just speculating from our read that he wants to make sure everybody is taken care of before uh, you know, I, before he yeah. totally commits right
6: well how right well, you know and I know and it's going to happen anyway uh, they talk about it with great pride of everybody else's coaching tree well Sharon Moore wants to get a job somewhere so does uh, Minter uh, so does Mike Hart so does Ron. Be- I mean, so does a, a lot of those guys, Clink Scale, they're all outstanding coaches. And and their job is to at some day, if their aspiration is to get a head coaching job, they're at Michigan, that's to them a springboard to go somewhere else. And Jim Harbaugh should encourage that. Because you 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 win because you have great coaches, and great coaches ultimately go to go to be great head coaches somewhere else. And and, and but you hire them, it's the old story about the, the, the the best head coaches are the guys that hire their replacements, because that's the guy you want to have coaching in the trenches. And the great ones find their way to the head coaching jobs and are successful there. So they start somewhere. Where do they start? As assistant coaches, and and those guys all are are you know upwardly mobile because they want to ultimately draw, you know run their own program. And I, I have no issues with that. We're all we're all looking to get to do a better job. I, I started doing the news at in Saginaw, Michigan, the six and eleven news, and but I ultimately wanted to be a play-by-play guy somewhere. I didn't know where, but but that was my ultimate goal. And I, channel twenty-five was just a stepping stone for me to get to where I needed to go to 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 make my career to do my you know to to have that job that isn't a job. And that's that's like everybody else, and they shouldn't. I don't think anybody should. Um, Quote unquote, um, you know, be negative about somebody that does that.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Superfly just uh, sent me an email from com that uh, from a young Jim Brandstatter, I expect to be the news and weather anchor <laughs> at Channel 25.
6: <laughs> well, Superfly should get an award. Fred should get an he award. Found he found
1: that. He found that. It says, I, and it says, those who stay at Channel 25 will be TV champions. <laughs> well, then, then, then I, I was wrong about that one. <laughs> he was. He goes, He goes. everybody across media, ABC, NBC, CBS, uh, those are the only TV networks, look to Saginaw because they covet the next Walter Cronkite.
6: There you go. There you go. And that's slide is it is first, uh, January 24th, 1972.
1: <laughs> Randy, we love you. Thanks for your huge opinion on Harbaugh and his statement, okay? I appreciate it,
6: Bill. Good talking to you. Say hello to Brett.
1: I uh, will. Uh, hello, Brett Hayes, Superfly. There you go, Jim Brandstatter, former voice of Michigan, joining us on the Meyer guest line. Now I feel more confused about Harbaugh's statement than I did going into it. I'll read it again coming up uh, in 20 minutes. We've got to get to a network break. Superfly, stellar job on the broadcast today. Uh, Scoop Jackson, I'll read that Harbaugh statement coming up at about 5.04. Scoop Jackson, NBA insider, future of the Pistons. They had a nice win. Bay hit a shot in the Bay to beat Golden State. What about their future? What about all the scoring all of a sudden? Big numbers. Mitchell. Uh, you're looking at Luca G over across the lake. I uh, will talk to Scoop Jackson and Trey Connor, who is VP, Grand Rapids Gold, Denver Nuggets G League basketball team. They're at home tonight. They'll tip off a little after seven. The Fort Wayne G League team in town. Eli Brooks, former Michigan Wolverine, playing for Fort Wayne. Two dollar beers and two dollar dogs, six p.m. until halftime. Every Thursday, home game. So that's $2 beers and $2 dogs tonight in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena. Get those tickets at the Van Andel Arena box office and Ticketmaster.com and follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
0: Everything huge, 24-7 at the thehugeshow.net. We play for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line.
3: I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver.
1: he would for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org.
7: They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Ultra ultralight beer, St. Louis, Missouri.
1: Huge here for my good friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Now new customers who sign up using code HUGE. After downloading the app, can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings Same Game Parlays and with some of the NBA superstars right now putting up crazy numbers. You could win some big money with the DraftKings Same Game Parlay. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. Then place a 5 $5 pre-game money line bet on any NBA team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you use code HUGE when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com/slash-basketball-terms.
0: You're listening to the Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: The Huge Show is back live across Michigan Thursdays, presented by Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter, one of America's top accounting and business firms, based in downtown GR, now have partnered with Dorn Mayhew. Better than ever when it comes to service for their clients, go to beancarter.com, and also, if you want a shot at winning that $1,500 in cash in the Beat Huge Contest, if you think you're better than me at picking pro football games you have until well now saturday it will be with the playoff games saturday morning uh, to play for free at the show.net even if you haven't played don't worry about it you can play through the big game in february at the huge a lot of buzz on hard buzz now some are calling it a cryptic statement oh my god he wasn't speaking from the dead. It's cryptic. I think he said he's leaving. He ended it with Bo Beckler's quote, those who stay will be champions. I have it up right now. I had a huge show on Twitter, the huge show on Facebook. I just want to ask you this. If he was close to an NFL job, or it was heavily leaning towards leaving. Why would he send out any statement? Some are saying, oh, he just wants to stick it to the university. He's going to quote Bo and then go. What if he walked to the mic in a week and said, you know what? I'm taking the Broncos job. I quoted Bo. Gotta go. See ya. we want to meet ya. Uh, That's the greatest thing about the social networks. There's a conspiracy on everything. Everything. A conspiracy. Oh, I think it's cryptic. He sent in a message that he expected to be the head coach. But then something came up. And those who stay will be champions will be the players who stay and the coaches who stay, but not hardball. Yeah, it's cryptic. Search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts to catch up and listen on your schedule.
0: Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.
1: We are heading into our number three on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show in Michigan, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to show.net We also have the free live stream. If you travel out of the area of your local station at show.net weekdays 3 until 6. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen live weekdays at 3 and also get all of our podcasts. And anywhere you download podcasts, just search The Huge Show. Inside this hour, we'll talk about Harbaugh's statement. I'll read it again. Scoop Jackson, ESPNChicago.com, NBA Insider. Look at all the big numbers being put up. We'll get an NBA update from Scoop, and we'll talk hoops locally here on the west side of the state. Trey Connor is vice president of the Grand Rapids Gold, Denver Nuggets G League team. They're at home tonight. At Van Andel Arena in downtown Grand Rapids. $2 beers and $2 dogs for every Thursday home game with the Grand Rapids Gold. So get your tickets at the Van Andel Arena box office, Ticketmaster.com. And follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Trey will join us in studio uh, here in about 25 minutes. So here's Harbaugh's statement that uh, happened uh, within the last hour. And it's created, you know, it's cryptic. There are different messages from it. Uh, you know, I'm hearing it all. So I'll read the statement one more time to everybody here in Michigan. It's from Jim Harbaugh. I am aware of the rumors and speculation over the past few days. College and NFL teams have great interest in all of our personnel, from players to coaches to staff, and I truly believe that is a testament to the strength of, of our University of Michigan football program. As I stated in December, while no one knows what the future holds, I expect that I will be enthusiastically coaching Michigan in 2023. I have spoken with President Santa Ono and Athletic Director Ward Manuel and appreciate their support of me and our program. Our mission as Wolverines continues. And we are preparing for the 2023 season with great passion and enthusiasm. As our legendary coach, Bo Schembechler said, those who stay will be champions. Signed, Jim Harbaugh. So I expect has created a lot of conversation when I posted this ad, the huge show on Twitter, the huge show on Facebook, that he's talking about the interest. Uh, and I had Jim Brandstanner on, the former Voice of Michigan, about 30 minutes ago. And I think there is a message there. That there's a lot of interest in his players, in his coaches. And I think this is all about the new deal that Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com told us last week on the HUGE show from Arizona. This is about getting that deal done. And he expects to be the head coach. But if they lowball him again if they don't deliver maybe on promises, if Michigan had another season like last year and even a better year winning at Ohio State. I think he would never leave after quoting Bo to and his you know published note from the Michigan football Twitter and Facebook pages. But as he said in the beginning of that, You know, if the school comes in and lowballs him, remember this dude had to take a pay cut and live on bonuses that he had to attain. I don't think he's going, especially after quoting Bo Schembechler. Are you kidding me? If you turn around and left after that, you're a scumbag for life. And some are still upset that this is even a conversation about the NFL because of what Harbaugh said last year when the Minnesota Vikings negotiations, interview process, whatever it was, fell through. So we'll keep you posted on everything Harbaugh. Like I said, we're going to talk some hoops. Scoop Jackson, ESPNChicago.com, NBA insider. I'd like to check in with him. We're past the first of the year. I'm kind of feeling uh, hoops right now. And you're looking at Donovan Mitchell, Luca. Uh, what G did, a uh, school. What's up all of a sudden with these record-setting nights? Well, What's happening?
8: I think, I, I think it's really, well, first off, Happy New Year, man. Good talking yeah, to you. Yeah, back at um, you, my friend. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I think it's just uh, the challenge. I think players are doing what they did, you know, a few years back, uh, where they see one player do something, and they personally take it as a challenge, especially those that are in the conversation for MVPs. Um, so this is back in the day when somebody would score fifty, then you watch somebody else score fifty. Like if, if AI dropped fifty, then Kobe's like, I gotta drop sixty, and then somebody like Stephon Marbury, you know, I gotta do something too. And you know, it, 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 they they fed off of one another. I think we'll get to a point right now, especially coming into this season, where there was no clear cut individual who we were gonna hand the MVP at the beginning of the season and then say it was his to lose, I think the openness of who could and who had the chance to win the MVP just finally after a third of the season or a fourth of the season got put on display and people were like, okay, that's what you're going to do? Then I'm going to have to do this to keep my name in the conversation. I'm raising the bar. And everybody's taking everybody's performance as a challenge. And that that that's why I think, you know, you're getting this. That's why when... Devin Booker has a game. You know, Donovan Mitchell has a game. Then Giannis has two games. And then Tatum has three games. And then Joker has, you know, three games. And then LeBron says, hey, don't forget about me. You know, so. And then Kevin Durant puts the team on his back for a couple of wins. And I think they all really just are taking and watching each other and taking challenges. They're taking it personal, which is a beautiful thing.
1: Scoop Jackson, ESPN, Chicago.com, NBA Insider, joining us here on The Huge Show across Michigan. Without positions, who are the five best in order in the NBA as we speak right now?
8: Currently playing
1: right now. Yeah, so based on this season, uh, not their career, I'm talking right now, right, top right, five right, players. Right now,
8: right, um, Tatum, Luca, um... Joker, Giannis, and KD. You're not going to put Donovan in there. i mm, I'm. I'm trying to see where. Look, I'm. I'm, I'm leaving Joel and B out too. So I don't know if I can even just throw Donovan even with the one performance ahead of Joel and B for what he's doing over over the course of the season. Um. I'm. I'm trying to think of a reason to do that. I'm, I'm really, I'm really thinking. I hear what you're saying, but I'm really thinking of a reason of over the course of this season. If I feel, and I'm trying not to be caught up as a prisoner of the moment in what I just saw, you know, Donovan do. Because to me, as much as what Donovan did was can be attributed to him, as much as it can be attributed to the team he was playing at the time, <laughs> and that's the Bulls. It went half and half, as far as I was concerned. But really, over the course of the season, I don't, I don't think. He's had thus far a better season than Tatum, Luca, Giannis, Joker, or KD. I really don't. And those you names. Know, wait, wait, let me ask right. you a question, Bill. Do you? Do you?
1: No, I, I, I would say he had a seventy-one point game, so that kind of sticks out. That's why I brought but him up. One but
8: game. Yeah, that's like right. you know, Like looking at Luca's performance and like, okay, Luca's now in the front run. That one performance, even though it's a tight race, one performance doesn't put you as the top runner, it's the course of what you've done. Now, Lucas has been balling throughout the whole season, even though his team hasn't, you know, they've been off and on, but Lucas has been balling. And I'm not saying Donovan Mitchell hasn't. I'm just saying I, I can't see him over the course of the first, how many games are we into, like 40? Yeah,
1: 30. 40, some teams like 37 to 41, basically, yeah, 40 for most teams, right?
8: Yeah, I can't see say he's had over 40 games, a better, better 40 games, than those five players I mentioned, and you asked for five players, so well, no, no, and I
1: and what I love about that, and nothing against LeBron or k d or stuff or even clay, who you know had the fifty plus night is that that's the changing of the guard that's the NBA's next generation you just listed
8: yeah, it is yeah, no, no doubt about it, and we can include I mean to me with donovan it's not just donovan, it's what Cleveland's going to try to build with him as a centerpiece because Darius Garland and he, to me, are going to go hand-in-hand hand the same way Chauncey Phillips and Rip Hamilton did. They're going to be great individually, but together is where their powers are going to be. And I think they're going to wind up in, you know, in voting situations and conversations that we have through the media and you know, public sentiment are going to cancel each other out in situations where who's the best guard in the league or who's the best player in the league or who should be in MVP voting. I think they're going to build up that tandem, and we're going to look at them as a duo. All they have to do is find a way to have the, the the monster games that they have and have them together. Once they start doing that, then we will not be talking about Donovan Mitchell individually, because we'll be talking about Cleveland like as the front runner to win the East every year, as the front runner to possibly win the championships every year. And I'm pretty sure Donovan will not be mad. At that conversation when it
1: happens over the next couple of years, I think. Scoop Jackson, ESPN, Chicago.com, one of the best NBA insiders in the business. And, you know, that next generation of stars, and then yes. you almost, you look at the standings, and it kind of reflects yes. it when you see Denver uh, leading the West and Memphis in order uh, in terms of record, New Orleans, Dallas, Sacramento, which is one yes. of the better surprise stories so far this yes. season. Now, the Clippers kind of bouncing back. Uh, getting Kawhi again on the court. Portland, uh, Jeremy Grant's been an unbelievable pickup for Portland yes. and Phoenix in the eighth spot right now. With Golden State, might be uh, disappointments. Uh, same thing with Utah sub five hundred. So, and the Lakers, uh, you know, seventeen and twenty-one. It's almost like there's a senior division of the NBA now. <laughs>
8: right, exactly, exactly. But if you really look at the top of the West outside of Sacramento, everybody that's in the top six seeds, at least in the playoffs, without having to be a play-in, are where they're supposed to be. The Nuggets are supposed to be there. Based on last year, Memphis is supposed to be there. Zion coming back, and they're doing this without Brandon Eagle. New Orleans is in the conversation. Dallas is as they should be. you know. And the Clippers are there, and that's really with Paul George and Kawhi platooning, and especially Kawhi platooning throughout the whole season. So everybody's where they're supposed to be. I don't think we expected Phoenix to be on the outside looking in, but I think if we're being realistic, we, we can't expect them with all that's going on internally, not just with coming into the season with, you know, the Aton situation and the signing of him and the quote-unquote rift or whatever uh, between he and uh, he, he and Coach. Um, but the Robert Solver stuff, we can't ignite, we can't just really think that that's not having some type of impact on them. And I'm pretty sure it is. And Golden State, um, which is interesting to me because we didn't expect them to be this bad. But you lose a part of what they lost, and you do have the championship hangover. But it's funny to me how everybody talks about Golden State never talks about the impact of losing Mike Brown has had on that team. And I think just as losing the players that they have lost and starting off the season having to function under that cloud of the Draymond you know, pool situation, I think losing Mike Brown is a big part of the reason why Golden State has not had the season that they've had. They, they, it's been an adjustment. And so, you know, we're talking about the team that's up in the standings and in the playoff situation that's not supposed to be there at Sacramento. Who's their coach? <laughs> Mike Brown. So, you know, there's a reason because of all of that. But other than that, if you really look at it, you know, the Western, yes, it is the new breed, but we should have seen it coming.
1: Well, and guys are going to get Everybody, older, everybody,
8: I mean... everybody that's there – was making the same type of runs last year. And if everybody, you look back at everybody's predictions of who was going to make the playoffs in the Western Conference, outside of Phoenix and Golden State, those teams were there.
1: And you know what? When we're talking about Phoenix and Golden State, there's still only, I think, four and a half, five games yeah. out of first place. And I think the West is going to be cra- – actually, West and the East, because you look at the East with Boston, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Cleveland, yeah. Philly, New yeah. York, Indiana, Miami, kind of as expected – In the East, I am looking at the Pistons sitting on 11 wins, and I know the Cade Cunningham injury was big, but I don't know about Dwayne Casey if he's the guy to take them next level. A ton of young talent. I'm telling you, Durant and Ivy are going to be NBA All-Stars for years to come if they don't have injuries. So there's a nucleus there, obviously, but I'm just not sure uh, because – I don't know if defense has been outlawed in Detroit when it comes to basketball. Right. I am checking Michigan law on that, but uh, <laughs> you know they have, they have great talent. I'm like, hey, can you guys make me move side to side on the court? Yeah, offensive right. end, and then maybe run back a little bit. Your thoughts uh, on the Pistons, and it's really not short-term. It's more long-term.
8: Yeah. No, we had this conversation at the beginning of the season. We both felt that because of the youth movement that they had going on, that they actually had a chance to be what Cleveland was last year. Um but we didn't see that. And I think a lot of that has to do with one it's it's, it's defense, but it's to me points that they're allowing to have. Uh and, and they're allowing teams to score. I I tell me if I'm wrong or right. There's only one other team in the NBA that's allowing more points per game than they are.
1: Boom it's San Antonio. Look at Scoop Jackson yeah, with the right. scoop. San
8: yeah, Antonio right, right. right. You know, and San Antonio is fighting and to get Victor, which they probably will land him. I can't see him not going to San Antonio. So at least they're 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 taking it with a purpose <laughs> to get a, to get the bigger picture in mind. Uh, so I understand that, but the, it's this the defense, but it's also the points they allow scoring because I think they're two different things. You can play defense and you know allow scoring at the same time and you just make it difficult for teams to score at certain parts of the game. You know, teams can score 115 points on you, but if you're making stops, not stops throughout the game, but meaningful stops that can change the course of the game, then you are playing defense. The problem with Detroit, what I've seen, is that they're not doing either. <laughs> and if you're not doing either, then you really can't give up that many points. They're giving up as many points, I think, as the team that's averaging the most points in the game. And as a team, you can't... And I think Boston's averaging 100. I think Boston's averaging the same amount of points in scoring that Detroit is giving up. They just the game. can't do that. That's and, why Casey... And you can't do, no, you can't do that. But, Casey,
1: they got. They, they need another coach, in my but mind.
8: But no, but here's the year. That, that's true, but we say... I'm going... I, I say that to say I think that's a problem now, but I want to go back to what we said either earlier in this season, or I think it was last season we discussed this, and it was their shooting. Not their scoring, but their shooting. And if you look at... The top four players, you're right, Cade, and I think Jaden Ivey have all started written all over them. But you got the other two. You got Sadiq Bay, and you got Achilles, Hayes, right? Those are your four core players that you're going to build an organization around. Those four are either shooting 40% or under 40%. At some point, that has to change. So, yes, defense is one thing, but your four core players cannot shoot an average of 40% and you expect to win. Somehow, whoever comes in there coaching – has to teach them how to take better shots. We said this last year about them, and we thought that would change, and it really hasn't. So to me, there's two problems. And maybe you can land them in one thing, and maybe there's somebody else besides the Wayne Case. You know, because you have to find somebody that teaches them not only how to systematically top, stop teams from scoring so much on them, but you also have, also have to have your four core offensive players shooting at least 45% if you expect to compete.
1: Scoop Jackson, uh, he is the man, ESPNChicago.com. He knows everything about the NBA. He knows everybody. Man, it's good to catch up. Uh, We'll talk again soon. Just wanted to uh, look at the calendar, a little hoops conversation today uh, after a crazy football season. You're a good man, Scoop. Oh, man, no problem. Happy New Year. Let's keep it going, man. All right, Scoop Jackson. Every time I see that, Kevin Garnett documentary, uh, where Scoops in it. I think about. It, I met him when he was running Slam Magazine in Chicago, and I was working at AM One Thousand. He was known as Mini Scoop, and now he and now he's Big Scoop from ESPNChicago.com. Uh, more hoops in our next segment. Uh, VP of the Grand Rapids Gold, Trey Connor, will join us. We'll talk about. Uh, the Gold, they're at home tonight, Van Andel Arena in downtown Grand Rapids. Thursday night, home games with the Grand Rapids Gold. The Denver Nuggets G League basketball team mean $2 beers, $2 dogs. at 6 p.m. until halftime. Right, Trey? Is that, is that 6 p.m. until halftime? Yes, yeah, sir, sure is. Yeah, look at Trey. Boom, I just gave him the no-look pass, and he jumped right in with the headphones, and the mic said, yeah, yeah sure is. <laughs> Didn't know you are going to talk to me. So $2 beers, $2 dogs every Thursday home game. At Van Arena with the Grand Rapids Gold, 6 p.m. until halftime. And we're going to talk about the gold and playing some pretty good basketball right now and other promotions. And Eli Brooks is on Fort Wayne, right?
9: Yep, he's coming tonight. Him and Gabe York are down there. Did you talk to Eli? No, not yet. You didn't? After the game, after we beat him. Did they
1: have a shoot-around earlier today? (laughs) Yeah, they did. Did you, like, take on Eli in a three-point shooting
9: contest? No, that's you. Uh, I know. You got the jump shot.
1: I know I gotta get some private I know when you guys lay down on the floor you give me my private time on the court. So yeah, Steven, you are really cool. Yeah, so I, I think like I said, after the first of the year, after the holidays, this is kind of when uh the basketball hockey season yep. kicks in,
9: right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's something like psychological, like all the now all of a sudden all the youth basketball starts more you get more in tune with high school basketball getting more serious and the the snowfall and everything and now it's just the, it, like everyone kind of gets in tune with basketball season.
1: I remember before, last time you were in studio, when Ben Wallace was uh, part of the Grand Rapids Drive, yeah. when they were the Pistons G League team, and then the Pistons took a downtown uh, Detroit with the Motor City Cruise, and then you guys uh, partnered with the Grand Rapids Gold. So was Ben still – now
9: Ben moved into the Pistons – uh, front office, didn't he? Yeah, yep. So he's doing a lot of player development there, kind of mentoring the guys. Uh, it was just kind of a conflict of interest, right? Uh, being a part of a ownership of the Denver Nuggets team and then working for the Pistons. So nothing personal there. I uh, just he it, it was a better fit for him with the Pistons. But we still talked to him. Uh, we hope to have him at the game uh, Friday, January twentieth.
1: Is he working on defense with the Pistons? Yeah, he needs to. <laughs> Man, they, they need to close the door and not yeah. have anybody around and have Ben drive him out to a gym some secluded place and talk to them about some defense. They're tough to watch. You know, the the one thing I'll say, the parent team of the Grand Rapids go the Denver Nuggets. You know, they're in first in the West, but at least they play enough defense to pull away for teams and they like to get up and down and they'll they'll play 140-128.
9: Yeah, they keep it going. They're consistent um, and then they can always, with their offense attack that they have, it it makes it a little bit easier for them because they're putting up. Good numbers too,
1: and guys are going back and forth between Grand Rapids and Denver. I see that all the time on the Grand Rapids Gold uh, Facebook pages. So, uh, who have been some of the? Because guys are playing good basketball, yeah. You know, through the holiday break and everything. Uh, who are some of the guys worth watching? Starting tonight with those two dollar beers and two dollar dogs.
9: Yeah, what you touched on, uh, Jack White, uh, back and forth with us, uh, and you play Duke. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he he gives us a different presence. Peyton Watson is doing really well for us. Uh, Did he just
1: get called up again?
9: Or he's he's up there right now? Yeah. yeah. Uh, And then we got Norris Cole, obviously NBA champion. That gives us that mental mind state of just pulling the guys together and kind of just raising and and elevating our standards.
1: And Andre's doing a good job. You know, I've been to a few games, sat there right behind uh, the gold bench, and Andre. You know, he's. He's new at this, and but I think he's really growing into being a head coach
9: at the pro level. Yeah, I think he's coming to his own, and then that's kind of going to the guys, getting them to buy in. Uh, we're we're kind of getting our flow right now, you know. I think we've won uh, three out of the last uh, five games. It's cool. So it's all coming together.
1: Yeah. So Van Andel Arena tonight, the Grand Rapids Gold at home against Fort Wayne G League basketball. Two dollar beers, two dollar dogs. Six p.m. on the two dollar beers and two dollar dogs until halftime tonight. Get your tickets at the Van Andel Arena box office in downtown GR grticketmaster.com and follow the gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Stick around, Troy will, uh, Trey. We'll talk more, okay? Yep. I I, I told myself I wasn't going to call him Troy. I did that like <laughs> three times last time. Superfly, you wrote down Troy. It's Trey. Sorry, I've been, Trey call, I've been called worse. So have so I. <laughs> and, and then they don't start. No, no T's in there. Okay, I can't go through the huge alphabet just yet. Uh, And he is a VP with the Grand Rapids Gold, so does a great job. Uh, The setup, if you haven't been to a gold game in downtown Grand Rapids, Van Andel Arena has an NBA feel to it. It really looks good. Fantastic. So we'll talk more about the gold and hoops. We do have Trey Connor, VP of the Grand Rapids Gold in studio.
0: From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is Huge. It's time
1: to go in the huddle.
4: Four, two, three, play. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. The 2022 college football bowl season has come to a close and our two conferences in the region fared pretty well. The Big 10 finished at five and four while the Mid-American Conference went four and two. A lot will be made about conference strength and players sitting out and whether or not they should have opted out of their bowl game to prepare for the NFL draft or it makes them a a better teammate and a better player and a more reliable professional by playing in the bowl game all of that is up for debate but what's not up for debate is the fact that ohio state and michigan the class of the big 10 had their opportunity to punch a ticket to the national championship game and both fell short ohio state looked great losing by one point to number one georgia 42 to 41 while michigan fell short in nearly every facet of the football game losing 51 to 45 the national championship is monday at 7 30 in sofi stadium on espn
2: Get more for your money and kick off the new year with Meijer. Start your wellness journey with buy one, get one free vitamins or supplements. And enjoy delicious meals with deals like 80% lean ground beef for 2 dollars per pound. Taylor Farms salad chopped kits 2 for $6. And Lean Cuisine or Stouffer's frozen meals, just $2.48 with Empergs. Plus, pay the same low Meijer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusion Supply. See all the deals in the Meijer app.
1: Huge here for my good friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Now new customers who sign up using code HUGE after downloading the app can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings same game parlays and with some of the NBA superstars right now putting up crazy numbers, you could win some big money with the DraftKings Same Game Parley. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. Then place a $5 pre-game money line bet on any NBA team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you use code HUGE when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash basketball terms.
0: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Jim Harbaugh issued a statement. I think it says he's staying. People are like reading into it going, no, it's cryptic. Really, it's cryptic now? Oh, excuse me. Jim Harbaugh is just Jack Ryan or Mosquito Coast. and We got little cryptic messages that he's sending out. He would not quote Bo Schembechler, those who stay will be champions, and then announce next week he's gone. No way. No way. But it's Twitter, and it's Facebook, and you know what? Nobody can agree. It's a conspiracy. I think Harbaugh wants to be Speaker of the House. So Harbaugh sent this statement out through Michigan football, their Facebook and Twitter page. I am aware of the rumors and speculation over the past few days. College and NFL teams have great interest in all of our personnel, from players to coaches to staff, and I truly believe that is a testament to the strength of our University of Michigan football program. As I stated in December, while no one knows what the future holds, I expect that I will be enthusiastically coaching Michigan in 2023. This is the cryptic part that people said what I just read. You never know what the future holds. You don't. What if Michigan wanted to fire him? I have spoken with President Santa Ono, which is one of the great college president names ever, and athletic director, Ward Manuel, and appreciate their support of me and our program. Our mission as Wolverines continues. And we are preparing for the 2023 season with great passion and enthusiasm. As our legendary coach, Bo Schembechler said, those who stay will be champions. Unless you throw two pick sixes. Did Bo say that? Did he see the future? Bo Adamas? No, it just says those who stay will be champions, Jim Harbaugh. No, those who stay and tackle will be champions. That's another part of the quote that a lot of people aren't seeing. Oh, here's another one. Those who stay and don't throw a bubble screen on the goal line will be champions. There's a lot of these. I didn't see these. It's kind of like a a section B. Oh. Oh. Those who run the damn quarterback in the first half, especially on the goal line, will be champions. Oh, one final one. Those coaches who actually come up with a game plan in the first half and don't have their asses handed to them will be champions. Sincerely, Jim Harbaugh. (sighs) <sighs> Superfly, has it, how long has it been since I played the intro from ESPN ABC's College Football on Saturday? Uh, by the way, Trey Conner, VP of the Grand Rapids Gold, Denver Nuggets G League team. They're at home tonight. $2 beers, $2 dogs, 6 p.m. until halftime. They're taking on Eli Brooks and Fort Wayne inside Van Andel Arena. $2 beers, $2 dogs. There's no catch, right? Is there a catch? No, that's it. Did I call you Troy again? Or I say Trey? Yeah, sorry. Did I say Troy again? Did I say it again? No, I said Trey. I said Trey. What a basketball name. Trey. <laughs> Three. Uh did you watch some... are you a Michigan fan? Are you I am a Michigan fan, yep. Did you watch that game? Yeah, it was a heartbreak. Did you did you see the beginning of the broadcast? Did you hear my voice in the open? I, I didn't know. Okay, well I, I I don't like to brag. So I'm just gonna play this. I don't want to brag too much, but uh, this was before the Final Four began on Saturday. This was ESPN ABC. Boom, three, two, one. We're going live. You're down to the Final Four. Nothing's going to be easy.
4: Two Heisman Trophy quarterback candidates going at each other. Classic, irresistible.
1: Hold on, Troy. Uh, Troy not Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Trey, is that you're looking like he missed it? It's very short at the beginning. He had that look like, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. <laughs> he had that look like, I go wait for it. He's like, what? What, what is it? Listen, at, it's right at the beginning. Okay, okay. can you hear any accents? Can you? You can't hear me. No, I can't hear it. Oh, you he can't hear it. Superfly, come help him out. Now he can't hear it. No wonder, because he had that look. <laughs> you had that look, Trey. Like, I'm not, uh, and I'm, I'm starting to think, like, does he think I suck? I mean. I did can you, can you hear it now? Oh, now I'm good. Yeah, okay, good. all right. Well, that's because your
6: look on your
1: face was like, like, it was a cross between, you know, like, you, you just took a, He took a bite of spinach at somebody's house at the holiday party. You're like, ah! So this was the opening, right? I didn't find out about this until everyone was texting me. This is the opening uh, before the Final Four, starting with the Michigan-TCU game. Listen early, okay? You're down to the Final Four. Nothing's going to be easy.
4: Two Heisman Trophy quarterback candidates going at each other.
1: Classic irresistible force. You didn't have to give me the thumbs up like <laughs> a makeup there, okay? I mean, I. It's a makeup call. That was pretty cool, though. <laughs> no, that you was get awesome. Bra- and, and it's the video, so you see the stadium, and then it's my, there's like that music and then my voice. Were you impressed?
9: Very impressed. Second, yeah. Especially the second time. Yeah, when you can hear it. Damn, headsets.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you did that last segment, you couldn't hear me? I was just rocking and rolling. Oh I my thought God. that was a thing. I can't do sign language and try and talk G <laughs> League basketball no, with the Grand like Rapids Gold. Yeah, old school. (laughs) You hear me? Oh, good. He didn't hear me call him Troy five times. (laughs) Trey Connor, VP of the Grand Rapids Gold, uh, in studio. $2 beers, $2 dogs tonight. No catch, right? Just uh, 6 p.m., doors open up, get your ticket, go in, and $2 beers, $2 dogs. If you don't want beers and still want to bring the kids out and have a couple dogs with the family,
9: Yep, come check us out. Play the Fort Wayne Mad Ants tonight. Um, we got a game on Sunday uh, against the Maine Red Claws. Is that oh. the Star Wars game? Yep, so that's the Star Wars. So Michigan fans, we got Eli Brooks tonight. Michigan State fans, we got Denzel Valentine on uh, Sunday. And Tuesday, right? They're yep. in
1: town. I like how they do the two games. I wish the NBA would do that. Yep. You know, where you give the guys a day off and you kind of play two games. So, But Sunday, I, I saw on the... Grand Rapids Gold website, if you wear a Star Wars costume, you get in free Sunday at Vanandale Arena, right? Yep. Come on in. Do all the employees have to wear a costume? Anybody. What about you? Do do the gold
9: employees have to wear a Star Wars costume? Oh, no. But we do have characters coming from the Garrison uh, 503. So Chewbacca, Vader, all those guys will be there. Are they like rock stars? Yeah, they love it. <laughs> they do. Yeah. People
1: love it. They get oh, the photos, yeah. right? And yeah. if you dress up, so the whole family, let's say you're a pack of Star Wars nerds, and you're a family, you can dress up, and everybody gets in free who dresses up. Yeah, yeah. How do you judge, like, a character? Let's say people are just trying to get in free, and they got, like, just a saber. Is that is that enough? We're, we're pretty lenient. We'll we'll uh, make it work. And they got one of those sabers, <laughs> and they come in, like, who are you? I'm C-3PO. <laughs> So what? What characters are going to be there? Chewbacca, right? Yeah, you got the main ones. He's really comfortable in that outfit. Uh, Darth Vader, yep. Another one where chances are he's going to probably cramp up.
9: Uh, and you got and who else? Uh, Stormtroopers, uh, kind of the the basic ones in that aspect. Do they shoot each other with lasers? They, they do everything. Do they put on a show? Yeah, no. Yep, they'll be there. Um, the game starts at three, but the doors open up at two. They're on the concourse all the way. Uh, and people so take
1: handsome. photos, right? Uh-huh. So you, And if you wear Star Wars gear, you get them free. Yep. This Sunday. Uh-huh. Star Wars afternoon. Yep. Star Wars night. Star Wars day. Day. Star <laughs> Wars day. And and the characters will be there. Yep. So uh, any of your employees, Star Wars buffs who are going to dress up? Yeah, there'll be a few. And the way you say that, like, yeah, there's a few that want. to really excited about this. This is for the kids and adults. Some, yeah. You know, those Star Wars conventions are big. You know, once I get, you know, once the jail trucks move out, it's usually a pretty big get-together, but
9: yeah. uh, there'll be a lot of people there. Yes. I feel like Star Wars is like a minor league staple. Like, it is. It's one of the biggest nights we've always had. You well, know. no, and uh, I think the Griffins do a Star Wars night that's always sold out. Yep.
1: Right? White caps, yeah. It's, it's big. Yep. I mean, it's Star Wars. They, they, How many movies do they have? Superfly? You're a star. Nine Star Wars movies? Nine. Yep. Gosh, is that that John? Who is it? Not John Lucas. That's a basketball thing. Or George Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> is that John Lucas from the Rockets? Did he do all those movies? Yeah, the basketball player and coach? Yeah. He did them. All right. So uh, tickets for Star Wars Day. It's a
9: what? what three o'clock tip. Yeah, three o'clock tip. So um, two
1: o'clock, uh, the doors open up. When will the Star Wars characters all be there?
9: Yep. So they'll actually get there at noon, but with the doors open uh, at two o'clock, they'll be there from from two all the way till halftime.
1: Yeah. So probably a couple hours, almost two and a half, three hours. Right. Yep.
9: And I had I to get there early. Um, we are doing uh, first five hundred fans are getting a lightsaber. Really? Yep. Cool. Is it a Grand Rapids Gold light? Yeah. It's lightsaber. Yeah. brand, yep. Yep, brand of, uh, Grand Rapids Gold. So it's Gold saber, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: cool. I like that, yep. man. And then if you wear a Star Wars uniform or whatever they're called jersey. Uh, Star Wars gear, uh, if you dress up like one of those characters, you get in free. Yep. So if yep. you want to dress up the whole family, the whole neighborhood,
9: everybody will get in free, right? Yep. And if you want to be just a little bit more low-key and just regular, uh, we do have our family four-pack, uh, which is four tickets and a $20 food voucher uh, for 50 bucks.
1: That's pretty good. Four tickets and a $20 concessions voucher. And that's every Sunday home game. Yep. Correct. Star Wars isn't every Sunday. Yeah. Thank God. Not uh, yet. Is that not? <laughs> yet? Star Wars isn't. Not yet. I'm working on it. Uh, he <laughs> Trey Connor. I only called him Troy four times. Superfly. That was pretty good. And his headsets weren't on for the first 12 <laughs> minutes of the interview. He actually said that first 12 minutes, Bill, you sounded so much better. Have, have, I, have I told you about the. College football playoff semifinal open that I, I was on. Yeah. Have I, have I, hold on one second. <laughs> You're down to the final four. Nothing's going to be easy. I, I sound like a Star Wars character.
9: Yeah. right? We got to get you back. We got to get yeah, you on so, board no, for I'm, Sunday. I'm
1: looking, at, I'm looking at Darth Vader. We've been in a war with Sabres. <laughs> and now he's only down to four Stormtroopers. Listen to this. You're down to the final four. Nothing's going to be easy. That's what I say to him. You're down to your final four, Chewbacca. Nothing's going to be easy.
9: Man, it's good to see you again. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. Always a pleasure. we got to get you in here more. we got to get you guys to some games. we I
1: mean, will. I've been like three of them already. I, I was going to go tonight, but I got I got my kids this week, so that usually is kind of tough. And then they got stuff going on, picking them up from soccer and practice and... Actually, my son just asked me if I'd play the college football intro again. <laughs> You're down to the final four. Nothing's going to be easy. Okay, I just... Uh, well, there, you, there you go, son. All right, Trey. I know you got to jump over about a block away here. Uh, two-dollar beers, two-dollar dogs tonight, 6 p.m. until halftime. Star Wars Day on Sunday. Plus the family four-pack. If you don't want to dress up uh, in Star Wars gear. Four tickets, $20, in concessions voucher for 50 bucks. That's every Sunday home game with the Grand Rapids goal, the Denver Nuggets G League team, at and Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Good to see you, my man. Yeah, likewise. I love that guy. I do, man. I love, we, we love him. One final segment straight ahead.
0: Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. We play for the thrill. That rush you feel with the
3: game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver.
2: Get more for your money and kick off the new year with Meijer. Start your wellness journey with buy one, get one free vitamins or supplements. And enjoy delicious meals with deals like 80% lean ground beef for 2 dollars per pound. Taylor Farms salad chopped kits, 2 for $6. And Lean Cuisine or Stoper's frozen meals, just $2.48 with Empergs. Plus, pay the same low Meijer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusion Supply. See all the deals in the Meijer app.
7: We might have just come out with our most refreshing Nickelodeon Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Nickelodeon Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Nicolop Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC
0: Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: We are wrapping up our Thursday broadcast. Thank you to Trey Connor. VP Grand Rapids Gold for stopping in studio. Enjoy the $2 beers and $2 dogs tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, we'll talk to him soon. Trey Connor, VP Grand Rapids Gold. Remember, $2 beers, $2 dogs. If you're in the Grand Rapids area tonight, 6 p.m. until halftime with the Grand Rapids Gold, they're taking on Eli Brooks and Fort Wayne. G League basketball all season long inside Van Andel Arena. If you missed any of our interviews, hours, or podcasts, they are free, and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts.
0: Big. Bad. Huge.